Hi friends, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 148. Today, we're going to talk about one practice that can help your entire life. There is one practice that has improved my life more than others. It is not easy to do this practice. So if anybody tries to tell you that life is so simple and easy and everything is fabulous. I mean, it is when you're high and or high on life. Um, but we all know that reality strikes. It's been anywhere between 17 to 30 degrees here in New York. Um, it's been a whirlwind. And we're seeing also when we pay attention to news or people that perpetually love to talk about negative things or the news or say maybe they are really into drama. <laughs> Believe it or not, a lot of people like drama in their lives for whatever reason. Um, it can be difficult to think that life can be so grand and so easy. So this one practice that I've been doing for, I want to say the last six or seven years nonstop. Um, I used to be a very selfish person and probably a lot more narcissistic than I am now. I used to really only think about myself. I probably drove my parents crazy. And in the 20 years of getting to know one another, whether it's been on the Shiseido show, the Today Show, Iron Chef America, Top Chef, Selena and Chef, or any of my books like Kintsugi Wellness and Spirited, um, those two I probably spoke about my personal journey the most, along with this podcast at Wabi Sabi, um, you may or may not have noticed the tone that has changed over the last six or seven years. Um, I actually used to be entwined in relationships that I probably really wasn't supposed to be in. And those things that did not make me happy at the end of the day ended up making me miserable. So other people's misery tacked onto my own. There's no blame here. It was all my fault. Um, but I was not a good person because I was not truly happy inside. So I remember the day very clearly where I said to myself, I'm never ever going to be a bad person again. Now, one can say this to themselves and we know in life that being a good or bad person is subjective. This is a very gray area. It's not like it's black or white. And further and foremost, I don't know who really does the judgment at the end of the day. I don't know if it's Buddha or God or the universe, spiritually divine powers above us, angels. It could be any of those things. It could be stardust, the cosmos. But from what I know... When I decided I didn't want to be in others' darkness and my former therapist in New York, who I used to sit with on his couch every fucking week because I was I was basically on like a life check with him. Like I was in such a dark place. I think he wanted to keep an eye on me for a while uh, because I was taking prescription sleeping pills and abusing them with drinking and not really being very smart or being self-aware at all. In fact, narcissism 
combined with depression and codependency on others in unhealthy relationships can really lead to a very toxic life. So as every week we have these honest conversations with each other, I want you to always look and reflect deep inside of yourself. Um, I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to say if you're not practicing love and kindness and if you're not fully satisfied with something in your life, like say you're doing something really bad, like there's a lot of people that are out there um, not practicing good things. The only way I could really assess this out for you is for you to look at the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path in Buddhism. They lay out pretty good guidelines for what is considered a good person and what is not considered a good person. And much like I would say the Ten Commandments in a way, I'm not looking to religion to tell us how we should live our lives. I'm just looking at a baseline of an ancient practice in Buddhism that's been around for thousands of years that my ancestors have lived by. Um, My parents are the most honest and beautiful and real people, and my sister is as well. Um, I've chosen a wise partner that is also a good person and is not, he is not into the bells and whistles of fame, fortune, money, power, greed, the things that we often talk about that can ruin and destroy people's lives. While I have been doing my personal research with studying and growth in uh, Hawaii and New York at this time, I've been doing a lot between these two cultures as well as Japan. I have also noticed that drugs play another role or gambling um, or just like debaucherous, really bad behavior. Not the naughty stuff that I talk about here and there that we laugh about on the pod. I mean like really bad shit that ruins people's lives. That's another avenue that you just don't want to go down because nobody ever became a drug addict and said that it made their life awesome. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And so we must be very honest with ourselves when we're thinking about these things and practices that can really change our lives. We have to be a little bit more wise, smart, deep, open-minded, and less selfish. And then we can start to see what the world will ask of us. And you cannot do this when you are a narcissist, when you are focused on fame and fortune. Maybe you want to be a socialite or a social climber. You just can't be. Two things cannot exist at the same time. They just can't. So what I've learned when I was doing really bad things, I was inflicting more pain on myself and suffering depression, anxiety, um, and I was not happy because I was entwined with the wrong types of people for a long time. So then when I got myself out of it, which took many, many, many months of therapy, I mean destruction. And there was even a point where of, of all things, my own therapist abandoned me because I think he knew that by letting go of me and our practice every week that I was forced to face my own demons. Yes, it was in that Wall Street apartment. Yes, it was right after the last breakup I had, which was, you know, it was bad. But looking back on it, it was meant to happen and I accept it. And I'm so happy it did happen because my life would probably not unfold the way that it is now. But probably wondering after these seven minutes and 53 seconds of talking, what the practice is. 
And the most powerful practice of all is called kindness. And kindness can lead your life into purity and light and love. And you would be so surprised at to what can come your way when you are a kind person for real. Not the fake kind, like the real kind. Like getting up on the subway for an elderly or a mother person, or a mother with a mother person, a mother with children, like getting up to let them sit down on the subway. It's giving the homeless person on the street corner your last five bucks. Maybe you just want to spend a little more time listening to a friend or your mom or dad or giving time to your grandma or grandpa who might be sick or passing away. It could simply be just giving a little bit more time to be love and kindness. I often find the best way to practice kindness is giving myself selflessly to others, expecting nothing in return. And even though it hasn't been easy, it's so much easier to go out and do drugs and party and be a part of the scene and be a part of like media and just put yourself out there publicly. Um, I'm sure it's easy for certain public people to post on their social accounts every day, all day about themselves. And I'm sure it's easy to not feel the deep darkness and sadness behind that mask and do the self-work of actually feeling confident without the need of any feedback in return on social media ever. For me, it is a requirement from work and the way that I pay my bills, my team, my company, my taxes, I pay it all through B2B business as we've spoken about. So sometimes I totally understand if you too have to post because we talk about that so frequently because it has become an insurmountable amount of pressure and work and societal norm around our lives every day. And that's why we talk about it. Because I know that you are like me and you and I are both struggling because sometimes it is really hard to put yourself out there when you don't want to be part of this narcissistic world. So I'm here to share with you today that kindness is the way for you to counter all of the bad and all of the behind you and the past in your life. And as Dr. Wayne Dyer says, when a boat is sailing through the sea, or maybe it's a speedboat with an engine, the wake behind it is behind the boat. And there is a reason why the wake falls behind We are never to look back and say, oh yes, this is the direction in which we're moving towards because we should only be looking forward. Dr. Wayne Dyer does also remind us that we're supposed to say to ourselves, the past doesn't define who I am. So when I introduce myself and I say, hi, I'm Candace and I used to be, 
a former XYZ. If you say, hey, my name's Joe and I'm a divorcee, or you say, hi, my name's Sally and I'm an addict. Dr. Wayne Dyer says that this is living in the past and it's immediately presenting yourself as somebody that you're actually no longer. So once you do that self-work, which we talk about so deeply on this pod and also in my book, Spirited on Audible, if you want to do the work, please check that Audible book out. I swear to you, it'll help you. I've seen more and more reviews come through, which means Sure, I'm not super famous and I'm not super rich. I'm not going to be able to pay a publicist to put that book everywhere. But I know that the content is fucking great. And I know it helped me and it saved my life. I mean, just thinking about the doctor that I sat with back in his office in Midtown East for years, I sat with him. I can't believe that that was virtually the same person, but it is because everything that he taught me in that room, whether I just sat there and sulked and felt sorry for myself and told him all my fucking problems, whether that was doing the work or not, it was at least admitting that I had so many demons that I needed to leave behind and I no longer wanted to be that person. So if you don't want to introduce yourself as, hey, I'm Soph and I'm a fucking drunk, or I like to do drugs, or I'm addicted to sex, if there are things that are really harming your life, it is so important to get that professional help as I did. And remember, there are places where you can go like um, betterhelp.com, or just, I think it's called Better Now. You can call um, even your regular practitioner and ask for a referral to a therapist or just ask a trusted friend. Um, I really think that therapy has become much more affordable these days and I think it is the greatest healer. But back to what we were saying earlier, that kindness will always contradict the evil parts of us. I know this sounds silly, but I do have a metaphor to what we're talking about today in a weird way. So I really like watching 90 Day Fiance, Diaries, The Single Life, you know, The Other Way. You guys know what I'm talking about if you watch it. So it's such a bad show. Like, it's terrible. It focuses on bad behavior, horrible habits, just horrible storylines. It's not all bad. A lot of it is learning, but a lot of it you can tell is sort of contrived So in order to counterbalance this like really strange addiction I have, and who knows, maybe you watch Game of Thrones, Real Housewives, maybe you're a junkie that watches, um, I don't know, it could be any like trash show, basically. I'm not saying that that is what Game of Thrones is. I'm just saying mindless entertainment. I've heard it's well done. I guess I should watch it, maybe. But I don't follow trends, as you guys know. Um, I think what's interesting is I like to also learn a lot of knowledge. So there's this part of me that likes this really horrible stuff to watch just to get my mind off the world and to feel not so shitty about my own life. Come on. I know you do it too. Then the second part to that is I watch 60 minutes. I watch really deep documentaries like the one on Mary Tyler Moore was one of my favorites that I watched recently amazing woman oh my god 
Um, but the 60 Minutes profiles that I watch are based on like the Ukrainian war, how our elderly are getting really scammed by this system of scammers out there, how Rich Paul became a really great icon just over the past few years in sports entertainment and media. And another one that really touched my heart was the story of the Maui wildfires and the young firemen that helped, um, this one young fireman helped to save his whole group, the group that was like surrounding him that was about to die in the fire. Um, there are other stories. Um, some of them are not as emotionally provoking with like the tear-jerking story as others. Some are very serious and they deal with war and killing and really sick people. But the ones that I tend to focus on are the heartfelt stories. And then to counter that, <laughs> I watch documentaries like Lakota Nation versus uh, the U.S. or the Mary Tyler Moore docu or even the documentary on Robin Williams that's on Max right now is just brilliant. And what I'm saying to you is that I want you to find a place in your heart and a way for you to say, I am both good and bad. And I can be multiple things at the same time, but I need to be aware of what those are. So I'm totally aware that 90 Day Fiance is not the greatest, but I find ways to make up for it in the end. And it's, it's not so bad, right? I don't think my mom and dad are going to watch it. But what I'm saying is, is that none of us are perfect, but you absolutely cannot practice the really sick, mentally ill behaviors and perpetually keep doing bad things to yourself that cause self-inflicting harm, abuse, cycles, like circle talking, the cycle of like mental health issues that you know that you need to take care of and you haven't, or this addiction to social media wanting to be famous, wanting to be rich, wanting to be beautiful. These things are all very dangerous. Wanting to be powerful and be with somebody powerful, being addicted to having other people constantly validate that you are good. You are good on your own. You are strong and you are beautiful and you are so much better when you are offline. So the thought is you cannot be all of those really bad things at the same time in practice, practicing love and kindness. It is so hard to separate the two, but I promise you, when you start hanging out with like-minded people that volunteer like you do, that take the time to help others like you do, that practice loving kindness from their heart like you do, the world is going to open up to you and you are going to start to see so many different things. Like when the weather was terrible this week in 20 degrees, 17 degrees, the snow's here, me and Shohei are owning it. I said to myself, this is the greatest first winter back in New York after three years of being gone in my life. I love this. I love the seasons. I love the changing of seasons and I love my life. And I'm so grateful that I came to New York and I live amongst the much tougher lifestyle here than it, how it was in California. It was pretty easy in Cali. It was not easy emotionally, um, or mentally, but it was really easy because the weather was so beautiful all the time and there was so much space and I had a car and I don't have any of those things anymore. I don't have space, I don't have a car, and I don't have nice weather year round. 
So what happens when you move to New York and you see the darkness and you see, you know, the sun going down at four o'clock and, and when you experience the snow and the cold and you're not able to go out and play every day, you start to realize the juxtaposition of life and the days where the sun is out and the birds are chirping, the sky is blue and it's 70 degrees, you start to realize that life is really beautiful and you can value the light the sunshine, the warmth, the birds, the greenery, you can value it so much more when you practice loving kindness through gratitude. So we know first off, loving kindness comes through being a good person and being really self-aware, being aware of your good side and your bad side. And yes, they change all the time. This is normal. Being completely aware of your surroundings, like where do you live right now? What are you grateful for? Who are you surrounding yourself people-wise? Next up is, yes, volunteering, going out into the world and doing something that's a little bit different than your everyday. I went to volunteer at Ollie's Place in the East Village yesterday, and it was the best four hours of my entire week. I met like-minded people. I didn't know any of them before I walked in the door, and we all ended up walking out of there as friends four hours later. A couple of cats got adopted. I found out that Tony, my friend at Ollie's place, works at Puppy Kitty NYC as well. And I met these amazing former industry colleagues, uh, Ryan and Aaron. They both do everything from video retouching to thumbnails to photography and writing. And these conversations that we had were so deep. We spoke about how education is truly paramount to everything that we do and how society now deems that education and higher learning and constantly expanding your horizons through that type of growth is not cool. And they're trying to make you think that having stuff like a fucking Lamborghini or Rolex or a skims I don't even know like having stuff is supposed to be cool no way you can't take any of that stuff with you when you die plus most of the people that are showing you that kind of lifestyle as we've spoken about they don't have that lifestyle for real it's fake they're doing you know all kinds of editing with their photos they can even pretend like they have endorsement deals like the ones I actually pen every year They pretend like they are celebrities in their own head. And this is where we need to be very careful with what loving kindness, being real, and being a good person is. So what a breath of fresh air when I met two other media industry individuals that were helping to rescue cats and animals and pets and help our system here in New York to get better adoptions, TNR, and better advice and health practice for cats and dogs like in vets Um, and a lot of these people are colony feeders as well or they try to provide warmth for the pets during um, these horrible harsh three winter months roughly you could say argue it's four but it was like eye-opening for the three of us to have been crossing paths in multiple industries from skateboarding to writing books at Rodale you know, to writing articles of prevention. We were all before our time. We all felt very overlooked and underappreciated. And it was interesting to see that we turned to volunteering and connecting with other people with free work, no pay. But the 
way that we looked at education was the same. Like we think education is cool and learning is cool and growth is cool. Constantly having this growth mindset is cool. And having tons of stuff, I mean, what's the big deal? It's not that great. And there's all these people like showing off all their wealth all the time. And I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's really tacky. And I think some of the coolest people in the world are those who are really successful and really well off and they don't say anything. I mean, that is classy. So we need to really sharpen our tools and our brains and our minds and go towards the heart space and allow ourselves to feel the societal norms of the pendulum coming back to swing towards reading books, educating ourselves, getting degrees, getting internships, getting jobs, volunteering, doing free work, connecting with our community, and actually being a fucking good person. I mean, I know I said that word like four or five times, sorry, um, but I can't help it because I'm so passionate about this and I cannot tell you I can only show you so every week you might see me doing something different with volunteering but I'm always going to be out there at the food bank I'm going to be out there making cat shelters I'm going to go and hang out with the people I'm going to interview them I'm going to take research on everything that I do and this is what public service journalism really is for me it's like collective data over years of time trying to research what society really needs more of and what we need less of and trying to give you a story so that we can put this into a perspective and say to ourselves no I don't want to be a part of that gross ick society stay away sus people wannabes and wealth flaunters I want to be a part of that culture that's about higher learning that's about education, kindness, and love, and just being a cool person who needs no validation, knowing inside that they have enough love and kindness and confidence in themselves, that they are so secure in their own skin that they don't need to post every day about narcissistic things, body parts, Lamborghinis, planes, yachts. I mean, it's just interesting, isn't it? I feel very much in my heart that we are getting there and the pendulum will go back, but we still need to go through this very strange time where we need to endure a little bit more of the weird flaunting and the cheesiness. And I'm trying to think of the word. Okay, I got it. Absolute cringe. I can't tell you how bad the wellness industry has become. And shame on all of us for allowing it to get to this space. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Today also marks the second year since Titnot Han's passing. And I want to remind us of his teachings and his meditations. And so if you would like to go inward and join me in reading Being Peace, this is one of his best books that he's ever written, and he will invite you to say to yourself, breathe in, now I am breathing in, breathe out, now I am breathing out, and reminding yourself to be the inner peace, to have it inside of you, in your heart and mind, and in your body, so that you become the light that distributes the love and kindness that the rest of the world needs to be. 
when you are a pillar of light in this world, people will gravitate towards you. When you are a pillar of light in this world, people will be attracted to you. And when you do the right things in this world and you stop being a bad person and you know what I mean if you need to change things, that that will bring you the kind of person if you are lonely and looking for love. I know because I've been there and I have been with a partner now for a few years and we have made it. I mean, we're not perfect by any means, but I love him so much and I couldn't imagine my life without him. And along with Shohei, our cute little <laughs> Bronx street cat who's really chunky, you can see him on threads. I post all kinds of fun stuff on threads because it's a little bit more wild and you don't have a jerk like Elon Musk there. So you can kind of do whatever you want. <laughs> It's like cats of threads, threads of cats, whatever it is. Like we're all like obsessed with talking about animals. And that just leads me to the last practice that leads to love and kindness is really find the things that bring you joy and love and light. Find the juxtaposition to your own life and write your own story and make it great. Make it great. Why settle for less? You can hide under a rock if you want. It's fine with me. Or you can go away and live in the cabin in the woods like we've always talked about. But I really want you to embrace where you are right now. As Ram Das says, be here now. All of these stories that we talk about every week on this podcast, Wabi Sabi, should bring you a little piece of hope, right? Like, I've done it. I've been alone. I've been lonely. I used to eat dinner and cook dinner and write books all by myself for many, many, many years. Right around the corner here in Brooklyn, in East Williamsburg, I wrote like three or four books. And I, and not a whole lot has actually changed other than my complete perception around no longer being a narcissist, not being selfish anymore, and making sure that every day I am a public servant to all of you. How can I help to improve this world and make it a better place than how I found it? So joy is where this really comes in. I spoke to my therapist, Christina, on Friday, and we laughed over the stupid family fights that we had trimming the tree in front of our parents' house. I mean, that was like one of the only fights that we had this holiday. A tree. I mean, there's so many stories around this one ugly-ass tree that my dad will not chop down. (laughs) And me and Christina laughed so hard because it was like, it's always the stupidest things, isn't it? And remember, if you're fighting with a family member, it's always just par for the course, as my friend Molly once taught me. It's not big. It's just par for the course. It's part of the arrangement of life. We all go through the same things together just at different points in time in our lives. And it is about how you take these practices, how you take your sorrows, your hurt, your pain, your suffering. How are you going to use that Christina and I talked about my anger and my underlying anger towards not feeling appreciated or not feeling like anyone notices the work that I do. Now I know all of you do and my hands on my heart. I really appreciate all of you. Hallelujah. Thank you. And good karma coming to you. But I feel like a lot of industry leads, like heads that can give me these great opportunities, they don't recognize me and they don't see my worth or my work. 
And after decades of writing books, it becomes really jarring. So Christina says two things. Remember this if you're in my industry too. She says you are in an extremely tough and cutthroat industry. Now, coming from me again, I cannot tell you guys how many times I've been rejected, heard the word no, or been discouraged and told that you will never make it, so you should probably just give up now. That has been reiterated to me numerous times, including by myself. She also says you can use the anger and really own all the parts of your body, mental and emotional, that you've been feeling, and you can own that anger and use it towards your work. Because her and I both know I'm not going anywhere. This is my industry to stay. The cooking show will come. The new books are on their way. And us able to find our community for us to come together and talk and chat, like Discord, share, volunteer, it's all coming. There's no way that these executives are going to get rid of me because I always put my name on the roster, whether they want it there or not. And those who do see it, I commend them and I thank them and I will be forever beholden and grateful to the people who have given me those opportunities. They know who they are. But I will tell you guys this, if you feel unappreciated, if you feel unseen, if you have so much anger towards not making it in your career yet or not being where you want to be, use the anger. Don't fight it. Just use it to propel yourself, to get yourself there. You're on fire. All you have to do is keep getting yourself there and never, ever give up. There is a reason why on Top Chef 20 years ago, a little 22-year-old girl in culinary school got into a fight with a douchebag named Steven. And people remembered her for standing up for herself because she was the only person that believed in herself. And then over 20 years later, She has an audience behind her that gets her, sees her, and believes in her. And for that, I owe the world to all of you because that little girl was me and I was wearing that ugly ass leopard bandana. Don't watch it, please. But just know (laughs) that I'm living proof that the experiences that I've gone through have helped me to get to where I am. So if you are 22, you cannot compare yourself to me in my 40s. You have to say to yourself, I have 20 more years to catch up and I'm going to make them fucking awesome, which I know you can. And if you've got 20 years on me and you're 60 something, you, my friend, are on the path to greatness because you already have so much more wisdom and kindness and joy and love and experience and a vast longer resume than I do. And I have much to learn. Lastly, after we focus on joy and the people to be around and to start believing in yourself and using the anger to get to the kindness, I want, to, I want you to remember to never really give up on the whole goal. Now, the dream may not end up the way that you thought it would, or it may not happen the way that you had always imagined, but that's what life is. You could not possibly write out every single story. That happened to you after having a great conversation going through therapy, which I recommend you all do and keep doing after reading books, after having a great weekend, after working out at the bar method, doing bar strength class with weights, seeing old girlfriends. And we are planning an event together February 11th at the Brooklyn bar method. And I'll keep you guys posted here for more. 
through all of these things, and I ended up doing a lot of volunteer work yesterday because I needed to clear my head. I will always tell myself to be strong, to be the change that I wish for the world to see. Nobody owes me anything. I have to figure this out on my own. So as a solo small business owner, I'm asking you to remember that kindness is the one practice just smiling at another person, saying hello, asking somebody how their day was and genuinely meaning it, being a good Samaritan in life, supporting other people and cheering them on along the way, being kind to yourself, staying away from the bad people, getting yourself into a routine where you feel really good. Don't give up on the workouts. Don't give up on the walking. Don't give up on the eating well and cooking better. Don't get caught up on people doing injections. My boyfriend wanted me to tell all of you guys the only injection you should be getting is a hot beef injection. And I can't believe I just said that, but that was from him, not me. So you can tell his kind of humor. (laughs) It keeps me very, very entertained. (laughs) Find a partner that is... Not only is he tall and handsome, which is what I always wanted, because I'm shallow, right? I wanted somebody who made me laugh and to kind of forget about the seriousness of my career and job, which is so annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying, right? I mean, I have to be serious about my job. I, I'm, jur- I'm, I'm in journalism. I write. I'm on the news. It's great. But I also want you guys to see this other side of us where it's like you're real you're funny, your life is full of humor. You know, a lot of us can cure ourselves of many of our problems if we can just like learn to laugh a little bit more at what we're so (laughs) upset about. It's all stupid at the end of the day, right? I, I have to believe that. I wanted to let you guys know I'm on broadcast channels on Instagram. So I've got a broadcast channel. It's really funny. I would love for you to follow me. It's inspiring. Tell me what you want more of. Like just write it in my comments. You can write it on my last Shiseido show post. That post is so important. I have never seen a legacy brand put me on their homepage ever before. I mean, that was, it was huge for Shiseido to do that. And I was so grateful to Jesse, Aaron, Sophie, Haley, and the rest of our team, like Jordan and Carlos and Robert, Meredith, Nikki, Frank, Kinsey. So many people were part of that show, and I'm so grateful. But please sign up for the broadcast channel, sign up for my newsletter on my website, and try to learn a little bit more about healthy cooking this year, and really stay with your workout. You can't expect to lose a lot of weight right away. It does happen over time. Just for me in 2024, weight loss has been really spectacular with um, bar strength class and lifting heavier weights. So like I was saying, I'm doing like six, seven, and eights. And we used to do like threes and fives. But just that little jump has made all the difference in the world. If you want more motivation on how to stay healthy and how to get endorphins and get your blood pumping... Also know that your ability to hold a mental capacity of memory and strength in the brain is perpetually motivated through workouts. So when you work out, you're also helping to prevent disease like Alzheimer's and dementia. So this is why I'm not a huge fan of weight loss drugs. I'm a huge fan of working out, eating well, 
hanging out with good people, drinking a shitload of water, eating fruit, doing smoothies, not really doing anything recreationally too bad, and just being a good person. Hopefully I said sleep. I know that's a long list, but you can do it. You can do it. I do it every week and it's not perfect, but it certainly has worked out. And I think that you have to have that mindset that when you are a kind person to yourself and you are loving and you get the shitty people out of your life, things are going to change for you. Get those bad ideas out of your head. Start thinking about what you want. I want big brand deals to come my way. I want a cooking show and I want to start writing my next cookbook for you now. I mean, I already have started it, as you guys know, but I mean, you have to find the right publisher. (laughs) Anyways, what a weirdo I am. I can't believe I told you guys about the beef injection on this episode, but whatever, (laughs) in the kindness episode of all things, (laughs) send me, please, your notes in comments. I love reading them. Sign up for my broadcast channel and my newsletter, and I'll talk more about the events that are coming up. I'll see you guys. I got to go to Maui for a Marriott gig um, and help to serve the community there to get them back on their feet. They are doing awesome. I have so many prayers and love going towards the Humane Society, the Lanai Cat Sanctuary, and also the Food Bank. My Today Show segment is going to be on 221 now, so February 21st. Dates change in news all the time. There ain't no business like show business. Here we go. 2-21, February 21st. So I'll see you guys then instead. But before that, I'll see you when we're talking a little bit of uh, Aloha Ohana life and Ona grinds. If you're Hawaiian, you know what I mean. Love you guys. Have a great holiday. And don't get tripped out by what other people are telling you to do. Go within Be kind and find joy in your own heart. See you guys. Thank you for listening. Oh yeah, and please write that juicy review. Here's again the 10 ways I say goodbye to you before we leave.